0: This is the Spin Talk Podcast.
1: Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin One O Three Eight, Weekdays from One. Spin One O Three Eight, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, as you may have heard, Education Minister Richard Bruton was heckled quite loudly yesterday at the ASTI conference in Cork. Our reporter, Juliet Gash, is there. Juliet, thanks for your time. Um frosty atmosphere yesterday afternoon, I believe.
2: Yeah, it's um I mean, at first, when Richard Bruton arrived here in Cork um, in the Silver Springs Hotel, there were lots of teachers holding a placard saying equal pay for equal work. And that's their mantra, a very simple, clear message that more recently qualified teachers should be on the same salaries as their colleagues. Uh, He gave a speech to to conference. It's the Association of Secondary Teachers in Ireland, one that I'm at. And uh, perhaps in an ill-judged manner, Minister Bruton went through all the achievements that he's made in education and all the brilliant things that have changed for teachers. And there have been positives. There are more teachers now working in Ireland um, and they have brought back a lot of the cuts that were implemented previously, but he didn't get to pay until maybe three-quarters of the way through the speech, and it was a 25-minute speech. So every time he started a new topic, you'd have sort of shouts from the back of the room going, equal pay, equal pay, as in whichever gets it, the thing we're most interested in. And this got louder and louder throughout the speech, um, Richard Bruton had to stop a number of times uh, to to let them, I suppose, uh, heckle and jeer. And then he paused to take a glass of water. Um, So it was kind of a tense atmosphere, to be honest. And then when he did uh, start talking about pay, there was a resounding applause in the hall, which he had to stop for as well. So it it was quite awkward. and, And as a journalist observing it, kind of painful to watch. That said... The teachers are very aggrieved. They're very annoyed. You know, mm-hmm. these are people who have the same, even possibly better qualifications than some people who qualified before them. And yet they're down five, uh, six, seven thousand euro a year. And that'll be throughout their careers unless this is fixed.
1: Now, the background to this, Juliet, people might remember because I know we've addressed it in the past on Spin Talk is, you know, this was when the country was in crisis. This was brought in. But for people maybe who aren't in the know, Richard Bruton says, you know, they have tried to bridge that pay gap. And some Mm. newly qualified teachers are starting on 36 grand a year. So, you know, from the outside, people might think, sure, look, teachers have a great deal.
2: Exactly. Some people looking at that would go, I'd love to start my very first job on 36,000 euro a year. That's a great salary. But most teachers don't start with a full time job. It's like in every other business. You might be getting a few hours here and there and you'll try to work every shift you can. But, you know, I spoke to teachers yesterday, one of whom was on three Point three hours a week in his first year so he was earning 20 euro a week after tax uh, he now has 14 hours a week um, he's qualified in Spanish and Geography but with the 14 hours he gets a week, he still has to work a second job and he makes more money during his second job and that's the problem is that people aren't getting the full-time pensionable job where you would earn the 36,000 because there aren't enough jobs going around and this at a time when there are, is actually a crisis for substitute teachers and certain subjects. So it's difficult and it's complicated and people are still very annoyed but I think the bottom line is now that teachers unions have said and they've said unitedly that they will not accept pay inequality anymore.
1: So what are we talking, Juliet? Because I know teachers. some teachers have been quick to say, look, we're not demanding the same amount as someone maybe who's been here 20 years, but some kind of pay scale that makes sense.
2: Exactly. So some, some people, um, now when people start, or, or anyone who started after 2011, the pay scale is longer. Um, so it takes you longer to get to the top of the scale. It might take you 27 years to get to the top of the scale. Um, you know, other public servants move up the ladder much more quickly um, and but they just want equality and there were also allowances so previously where someone had a higher level degree they would get an allowance for that in recognition of the longer time they spent in college and the thing is now is that a lot of secondary teachers are spending um, five to seven years in college because they're doing a primary degree so they might, you know, be, they might have a degree in maths or in geography or in history and then they go back and do what used to be the H-dip which could be done in a year but they're now doing a two year masters and the cost of that is very expensive. So they want their allowances back and they also want the, the same scale as their colleagues. They're not saying that someone with, as you mentioned, 20 years of service, they should get the same money, but just that they have the potential to make the same money if they stay in the job for 20 years. And what happened then yesterday is that... Um, The ASTI, the TUI, which is the Teachers' Union of Ireland, which is another second-level teachers' union. It also represents some lecturers as well. And then the national school teachers, primary school teachers, they all voted on this special urgent motion, which said that unless progress is made by early May by the government... Uh, and with a clear roadmap for restoring pay uh, as soon as possible. They say they don't want it tomorrow, but they just want it to be shown, to be demonstrated that this will happen, and that they know when they're working towards, that if that doesn't happen by early May, all three unions will ballot their members for a joint strike action, which would mean 70,000 teachers walking out on the job, possibly in September.
1: Has there been a response yet, Juliet? How likely is that to happen? Well...
2: All three unions voted unanimously for that, so they're all very keen. And, you know, when I was vox-popping teachers here and I was like, well, are you ready to strike? Because in the past, some people are saying, well, it's a last resort and I would really hate to impact on my students, particularly, you know, for junior cert or leaving cert. But the ones I spoke to yesterday were saying, yep, we're ready, we're ready to strike. This isn't fair. We've been talking about this for seven years. You know, and and when the government is saying, oh, that's a very tight deadline by early May, they're like, no, it's not. We've been saying this for seven years. And I can attest to that having to be, to many teachers' conferences, they have been talking about pay for a long time. The difficulty is, is that to restore the pay for teachers, it's €83 million Euro a year. But it won't happen to teachers alone, because then what about other public servants? Mm-hmm. But to restore it to all public servants would be €200 million Euro a year. You know, you put that to the teachers' unions, what do they think, where should that money come from? And they say, well, that's a job for government and that's a political decision. But they've made political decisions before and they, they need to make one now.
1: I'd be really interested to hear from our listeners today if you support the teachers, get involved I'm on 087-711-1038. Reporter Juliet Gash, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Month. What do you think? 87 You can text her WhatsApp. Jana is on the line. Hi, Jana. Hi there, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, you're at the INTO Congress, I believe. Um, Yeah, so we're just about to finish up now. We've about two hours left. Okay. What were your thoughts, Jana, when you heard about um, the Education Minister being booed at the ASTI conference yesterday? Um,
3: I mean, you know, it is important to give a warm welcome to ministers, but at the same time, I I can really understand the frustration at that conference. Um, You know, we've been such a long time waiting for this. It's been seven years. You know, we've given very polite receptions to ministers in the past, and it doesn't really feel like it's gotten us anywhere. So, you know, like I, I can see where they're coming from. There is obviously a time for for politeness, but when when your conference's number one issue is pay equality, um, I do also feel that it's important for the delegate's voice to be heard by the minister as well.
1: Yeah, just the background for people, I know we've spoken about this on the show before, I know how frustrated teachers are, but for anyone who doesn't, uh, back in 2010 a pay arrangement was put um, on newly qualified teachers so that they'd be on a lower scale than their colleagues. Now about 75% of those cuts have been restored, Jana, but you feel that's not good enough?
3: Well, can I just clarify there, um, that's a little bit misleading, and I know that it's uh, not from you, but more so from the department, uh, we hear that often. The 75% of reductions is actually for a 2017 graduate, so uh, when I first um, graduated, we were facing a cut over our career of €400,000, which is really, really extreme. Um, and then throughout different um, negotiations and pay agreements, uh, the gap was um, reduced but I have already at this stage lost 26,000 euro um, from from my gross pay and some of my colleagues have lost up to 30 because they graduated a year before me. So, you know, over my career now, I stand to lose 100,000 euro, whereas a 2017 graduate stands to lose 56,000 euro. Um, So it is still a very, very substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, the gap has been lessened, but, you know, as was said at our conference yesterday, there's no such thing as 75% of equality or 85 or 95. You either have full equality or you don't.
1: Yeah, and really good of you to point that, Jana, because I think, you know, people sometimes, and I said this to Juliet, our reporter I was chatting to before the song there, that people sometimes give teachers a hard time. There maybe isn't as much sympathy there for teachers because people always go, well, look, all your holiday days, you know, graduates can start on up to 36 grand a year. But what you were saying is that that's not necessarily the case it's not the case and
3: I mean like I I wasn't privy to all the different things uh, all the different responsibilities of a teacher until I actually entered the classroom myself even going into college was a bit of a baptism of fire like there's so much more to it than than you see I don't know a single teacher who comes in with the children at the bell and leaves with the bell you know um, every one of my colleagues would probably give on average an extra two days um, uh, per day you know that's not contract time and that's excluding actually your paperwork as well like you know most of my colleagues who do our paperwork on the weekends so, yes, you, know, you do get the holidays and they are very, they're a very big draw and they're, they're probably you know, a big benefit of the job, but we do work very hard during the week. You know, I, on average, I do at least 35 hours a week, some, you know, sometimes more. It kind of depends on the time of the year. Um, and if you know, finally then on that, like, uh, if, if people are, are, are critical of teachers, I would encourage them all. You know, We all got a CAO form when we were in school. Uh, there's different routes into teaching now. And if it's something that you feel you'd be well able for, then go for it
1: yourself. Good on you, Janna. Um, can I just ask, before I let you go, if it comes down to it, if you are balloted for strike action, are you prepared to go on strike in September? Oh,
3: absolutely. And, like, even, um, like, I would be a very active INTO member, but the staff in my school wouldn't be very active. Um, and even just in having conversations with them over the last couple of months, they've said, yeah, absolutely, we will support you, you know. And, like, I've, I've already worked the equivalent of 155 days for free because of the, um, the money that I've lost. Um, each strike day, you know, might potentially cost the average INTO member 50 euro after tax deduction. So that's actually a very small give to, to, uh, to show your solidarity with younger teachers who have lost us so much. Uh, and really, like, our, our livelihoods and our uh, life progression is really being held up by this issue. And uh, not being able to get mortgages, you know, start families or, or just do the, the normal things that our, our parents' generation were able to do before us.
1: Thanks so much for coming on, Jana. Really good to speak to you. Appreciate That's you getting in Thanks for it. having me. Thank you so much. Uh, Jana texted in pretty much as the show started, just to say a friend of hers had given her a tip off that we were talking about this today. I would really like to hear from you if you are in a similar situation or maybe, I don't know, your partner or your family member is a teacher. I want to hear the reality because, you know, it doesn't sound like this walk in the park that people make it out to be. I think, as I said to Jana, sometimes... You know, people think of teachers holidays and, you know, we hear certain things in the media about, you know, oh, seventy-five 75% of the cuts, excuse me, have been restored. Not necessarily the case. So I would like to hear from you today. Do you support the teachers um, in their search for pay equality? I'm on 87 1038 Lots of messages coming in already. Sharon says, definitely It's a tough job, as it is, without having to deal with the abuse and cheek from the new generation of kids. Well, here's the thing. It is a tough job, but I suppose if you have an issue with kids, maybe it's not the job for you, Sharon. Tara says, sorry, this really annoys me. I feel like teachers strike every few bloody months. I get that it's a hard job, but lots of people have hard jobs and don't go striking every single time something happens. Putting out thousands of parents and kids, it's selfish if you ask me. uh, don't hold back, Taryn. No sympathy for the teachers. I I don't know when the last time they were on strike was, but they have definitely been talking about this issue with pay for seven years now, as Juliet said. Uh, Shane says, I support the teachers. They get such stick about holidays, etc. My sister is a teacher and she works so hard. Most evenings she's in correcting, etc. She really cares about her students. If one of them is struggling or something happens, she worries like a parent. It's an all-consuming job. Well, do you agree? And if they go on strike in September, will you be supporting them? You can text or WhatsApp Spin Talk now. I'm on 087 711 1038. So many teachers come on this show and talk about, you know, and the pay scale and how unfair it is. It was introduced uh, in 2010, and newly qualified teachers were put on a lower scale than their colleagues. Now, we've heard that some of the cuts, uh, this was kind of disputed by Jana, one of my callers earlier on. Um, but they are saying, look, 75% of the cuts have been restored since. But 20,000 teachers remain on lower pay scales than their colleagues. And so th- the three unions have, have said that they will back this. Do you agree? I'm on 87 1038 Rob has been in touch and says, hi, Spin, I'm teaching five years. And due to the discriminatory pay scales, I'm now down €600 euro a month, a mortgage or rent payment, basically, as I started a year later than my colleagues. We do the same job and have the same hours and workload. Along with that, we have new demands in our jobs the last few years. The new junior cert and bigger class sizes, as an example, which is 10 times more work on teachers than before. I know we get good holidays, but for the day and months we work, we're exhausted and overworked and put in 200% with more of us being put on less pay, uh, with more being put put on us with less pay. We educate the future of the country and our job is being devalued and the young teachers are fed up of it now. This needs to be sorted ASAP or we're just going to leave. Hence why there's also a teacher shortage. The minister is constantly delaying it and we're all frustrated. I wasn't there yesterday, but I agree with what the people did. We need to speak up and we're fed up. And that was something I asked Jana, an earlier caller. Um, she is an INTO member and she was saying, look, I can understand the heckling. Because, you know, when pay is a massive issue and it wasn't, you know, the first thing that was brought up in the education minister's address, people are frustrated and they have been polite. And of course, you know, they want to be respectful, but you can maybe appreciate how frustrating this must be if you're just not being heard. Now, like I said earlier, there are people who don't um, have sympathy for the teachers. We're constantly hearing of oh, you know, all oh, well, teachers' holidays, etc. I mean, there's even people on Facebook saying it's not as tough a job as they make it out to be. How does that make you feel? I'm on 087 711 1038. Michelle says, as a newly qualified teacher working as a substitute the last two years, I'm amazed the amount of work teachers put in and the way we are treated. I worked as a software engineer for nine years and I work more hours now for a lot less pay. I love being a teacher. I don't get paid for any time that the school is closed. I'm in no way giving out, but why should I be paid more or less than someone who graduated the year before or after me? Thank you for that, Michelle. And this is it. You know, someone was saying earlier on about having to put up with uh, the next generation of, of kids and the abuse and the cheek you get. And I was saying, well, you're obviously not a teacher. I don't think there's, there's people who are teaching who don't love kids and who aren't passionate about it, because I think you're definitely in the wrong gig. If you do have an issue... You know, I think there there is genuinely people who want to do what they do, but we've spoken to teachers on this show who are have really no choice but to give it up or to move abroad. Tanya joins me on the line next. Hi Tanya. Hi Lauren, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you a teacher?
0: Yeah, I am a primary school teacher and um, just the last this is my third year teaching now. Um I'm in my mid 30s. I worked for 10 years in marketing and you know, had had a great job and it was it was fantastic, but very hard working. So I understand you know, the, I understand the people who see um, teachers' jobs as being easy. I, I partially thought the same, I have to admit. Um, and, you know, I did long hours. Um, I did loads of unpaid overtime. Um, I had to kind of, you know, work my, my way up the career ladder. Um, I understand how tough it is not having a permanent job um, and kind of, you know, constantly kind of having to compete um, within the workplace and all of that. So I, I understand people who work in the private sector and I understand their view. Of teachers. This isn't about teachers' jobs. Teachers' jobs have been the same for 100 years. You know, we we get good holidays. It's fantastic. No one's going to disagree with that. Um, And yes, we do work very hard, but that's not the issue. The issue is pay inequality. I am getting paid significantly less than colleagues um, next door to me who are doing the exact same job. Um, And I know some people are a bit confused and they think, of course you're getting paid less. They've been working longer than you. Like, that's not the issue. The issue here is that we're on a different scale. So I'll I'm always going to be a few grand behind the, the teacher next door as I'm, as I'm progressing. Okay. Um. You know. So it, it's it's just it's very frustrating. And I think you know I, I understand people are always going to bash teachers. That's fine. Go ahead. It's not the issue. The issue today is pay inequality, and that's why we're that's why we're willing to strike. Um. It's been seven years. It's really, really demoralising. And um, the numbers that we're talking, you know, you, you can imagine ministers thinking, "Oh, it's only hundred grand over your career." We're only earning, you know, while the starting salary is very good, we don't progress much. Every year or two, you go about, about a grand, one to two grand maximum every couple of years. When I worked in the private sector, I was getting bonuses. You know, you, were, you could move, you could, you could, you know, you could shop around for jobs. You could move up, you could progress, you could do courses. And, and, you know, hopefully that would make a difference. You know, once you enter into teaching, that's it. You're on this ladder and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so it's very frustrating. You know, I understand the starting salary is good. I accept that. But as you, as you progress on, you don't go up much. So, you know, all we're asking for is equal pay. We're asking to be on the same salary scale as our colleagues. Um, and we've, we've had enough. Um, I've only been teaching three years and I'm very disillusioned with this. And I can only imagine my colleagues who've been teaching seven years and who just missed out on the old scale. And um, You know, it was only meant to be a temporary measure um, and it's not. So when so you talk hope-
1: about the scale, you mean that like you started on... So as you, like, you know, no one is asking for the same amount as someone who's been in the job for no, 20 years. But no. you started on a lot lower than they would have started on originally. Exactly. Is that what you mean? So
0: okay. It's kind of like if you imagine, if you imagine the salary scale on as a ladder um, and, you know, most people expect to start on, on rung one of the ladder. Uh, the people before us, for some reason, I'm not sure of the details, they actually started on rung three. So they kind of started a few steps ahead of us. Um, so, we always started a, f- a few steps below them, and they actually changed each step of the ladder as well. It's a bit complicated. But if you just picture two ladders, we started two steps below them. So, they're continuously always ahead of us, those two steps up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. And, and no, you're doing a great job. You are. You're doing you, a good job. Look,
1: if, it.
0: if you look online at the INTO website and you look at the, the, the pay scales, you'll go, What are they talking about? You know, scale one. In the old pay scale and scale one and in, in the new pay scale look similar. The difference is, is that they actually started further on the scale. They, okay. you know, they started at a different point okay. um, and they constantly change the figures to reflect any little extra bits they get added in. So it is very confusing.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, even us
0: who are involved in fighting for pay inequality don't fully get it. It is very confusing. But what we do know is that if you compare my payslip with my colleagues in her third year of teaching, it's significantly different. Um, And it is the difference of a mortgage. It is the difference of a deposit. It is the difference of your rent every month. Um, You know, and that's what this is about. It's the inequality. And I just, you know, I can listen all day to people saying we have it easy and that's fine, but that's not what we're fighting for. We're not fighting for, for teachers We're fighting for equality with our peers. Um, so Tanya, hopefully that helps people understand yeah, that a bit more
1: really does just before I let you go Tanya because I know yeah. I have other callers waiting are you glad that you gave up marketing and went to teaching
0: I am um, I am I love it I you know and you have to love it it is tough um, I did think you know oh this is great it will be finished at 3 o'clock every day and you know, and it's, it's not like that. It is hard work, but you do it because you love it. You know, I'm, I'm on my Easter holidays. I'm about to go back in now and, you know, catch up on my corrections from before. And, you know, it sounds easy, but I'm looking at that with the point of view of how did child A do in that? And, like, what do I need to work on? What do I need to change when I go back? How can I make, you know, if a child's not getting a concept, I'm going in now to try and, and think about it. And I care so much more about it than I did the things I was slaving over before. Um, so, you know, I am happy and it's much more rewarding. Um, and, you know, it, the holidays are great. They make it yeah. worthwhile. But, you know, you do spend them a lot of the time, you know, t- thinking about school yeah. and thinking about the kids in your care. Um, it, I would imagine so, it's a
1: job, yeah, as you said. It, it, you don't just walk away from it. You don't just switch off No, that's three no, o'clock. And it's, you know, and all, all this talks about, you know,
0: things like this, you know, the new sex education, and it's a totally different area. But all my colleagues are saying, you know, brilliant. Yes, we want our kids. You know, we want our kids, you know, the kids in class. And kids in our care to have the best education and to be prepared for the world, and you know you really do care about them. And um, mm. you know it's it's not it's not a it's not a nine to three job, but yeah. you know anyone I know who does it loves it. And I think that's what makes it quite hard. Then is the pay inequality. Is yeah. we love it equally as much as our, our colleagues next to us, and we work just as hard as them. Um, well and, explained, you know, we, Tanya. We just you know we just really want we just want the same pay. We don't we don't get paid hugely well. It's not a you know it's not it's not a a lucrative career, but um, we just want to be paid the same as our colleagues.
1: Thanks so much for coming on, Tanya. Good to speak okay, to you. Okay, great. Thanks very Take much. Take care. Thanks, bye bye. bye. Uh, you can get involved. Have your say. Oh eight seven seven eleven one oh three eight. I should have Ashling on the line. Hi, Ashling. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for hanging on there, Ashling. But as you can hear from Tanya, like she's really passionate about what she does. Um, I hear that you are as well.
5: I am. Um, well, I left. I really wanted to teach, and I graduated in two thousand and ten, and. There was nothing here so I wanted a permanent job so I left for the UK um, and I want to come home but if I come home I'm going to take a massive chunk of my salary out at the moment so it's do I stay in London teaching or do I come home to be with my family it's a very hard because of what's going on at the moment it's a very hard decision
1: to make. Why did you want to be a teacher in the first place Aisling?
5: Um, Oh the kids. It's the innocence of the kids. Every day, what they give you, um, no day is the same. And to see a child being able to read or to be able to write, it's just job satisfaction through and through.
1: And when did it become apparent to you that this wasn't going to happen in Ireland, that you wouldn't be able to do that here?
5: I graduated in 2010 and September, September 2010 to Paddy's Day um 2011 I just trying to find something was so difficult there was the embargo on permanent jobs so I knew there was nothing gonna happen for the next three years um, and I was you know being a receptionist in the school I was working part-time job at the same time having to take hours there instead so I left and have had permanent jobs since in the UK Um which you know there's Progression within the UK, but you're not at home. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, so you would like to be here. Definitely, one hundred percent. It's home. You you can't deny it. But you know, around the time of two thousand and ten, so many teachers had to leave. You know, there's a whole group of us over there in London teaching. There's you know, just because we had to leave, there was no other options at the time. And um, so many people out in Dubai. You know, it's just. It's been pushed out because we trained here. I trained in Treble, but there was just no options for us, so we had to leave.
1: So, what, like, will you keep going? Like, if the pay isn't addressed, will you just stay teaching in London or will you have to rethink your career? Like, you know, let's say nothing gets better here. What are you going to do? Yeah,
5: because if I come home, although I subbed in 2010, if I come home, I could potentially be said because I didn't have a permanent job that I will I will be put onto the lower pay scale, and that would be a huge cut for me. So I would have to stay over over in the UK mm-hmm. because it just it just wouldn't be worth it. I um, would be taking I haven't because I because it am just on two different pay scales now. I wouldn't even know where I would come in, um, but regardless, it would still be a cut. So whether it's a small cut or a big cut, if it's a huge cut. It's just not worth it coming home
1: for me, Ashling. Thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, thank you. Good bye to bye. have you on the show. Bye bye. Um, it's a difficult situation that Ashling is in. Um, I wonder though, and this is you know not a rib at Ashling at all, but you know I've had friends move home from other countries, uh, not necessarily teachers, but other jobs, and a lot of people had to leave. Ireland. And a lot of people have had to make that call. They want to be home. They want to be with family. But it might mean having to take a job that's perhaps not as good as the one they had in Sydney or the one they had in Calgary or Toronto or in London. Is that just part and parcel of coming home and kind of working your way up the ladder again? I know from talking about people who've left the country in the past before and the discussions we've had on the show that there are people who feel, well, we stayed. And if you went for the jobs and now you want to come home again, you might need to start a little lower down the ladder. You know, sometimes there isn't a huge level of sympathy for people who left. But then the people who left probably feel they had no choice to. It's a difficult one and I would like to hear your thoughts on it today. You can get involved in the conversation. Uh, Just quickly before I go to the ad break, there's a bit of reaction uh, to Jana who was on the line she is saying she's the lower paid teacher and Brian commented saying did that teacher just say she works almost 35 hours a week plus all her paid holidays tough job your thoughts 087 711 1038 Fiona joins me next hi Fiona hi how are you going I'm good thank you very much nice to hear you lovely and cheerful Fiona um, you're a non-mainstream teacher
4: yeah I work in a youth programme ok Um Um, we deliver QQI modules to students who have not succeeded in mainstream school.
1: Okay, what's that like?
4: Great, I love it. Yeah? I wouldn't wouldn't be there. I'm 16 years at it now and I still wouldn't be doing it if I didn't like it at this stage.
1: Yeah, someone commented earlier on on Facebook saying, you know, yeah, I would support the teachers, Uh, Whatever about you know all the work, but it's like having to put up with the next generation and all the cheek and all the abuse. And I was like, well, you're obviously not a teacher because I think if you have issues with kids and you're not passionate about kids, well then you're you know it's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you
4: because you'll either say something you regret to them and get yourself into trouble, or you'll just do yourself some damage mentally. Yeah. So you just it's it's very high. uh, It's just look. It's just a hard job. And like any other job, like nurses, like doctors, like all these other careers. But at the end of the day, we are teaching the next generation of people who are coming up. And we need to give them the most. We need to empower them and let them see that if you fight for what you deserve, you should get it. Because that's what they're entitled to.
1: What do you think? Why do you feel sometimes teachers maybe don't get as much sympathy as other sectors you know we hear a lot about the holidays for example yeah the
4: holidays we work really now oh god i know everybody else is going to say so do we we work really hard for holidays but when people leave work they leave work they're finished they're done they go home they have their families whatever i mark or correct and i know a lot of my other colleagues do for at least now this is at least five hours a week extra Every week. And then when it comes to end of assessments, it's more. You have more marking, you have more correcting, you have more feedback. You have loads of stuff to give the kids because they have to be able to progress at their own speed. So you have to give them the stuff back as quick as possible to allow them to go on to the next mm-hmm. section of that, which would be the same as school. Okay. However, a lot of teachers, a lot of... I know I know a lot of people in our sector anyway, and from training that I've been going on recently, that we have been spending, like last summer I spent all of June upskilling to allow myself to be able to teach the kids other stuff so that they'll be better equipped when they leave or when they go into college or when they go and get a job. So I do it on my time for technically no pay. Yeah. Whereas other sectors get paid to go on training. They get their, it's done done during the day, whereas ours isn't. Yeah, um, I think that's, it's, Tanya kind of made a
1: similar point. She was saying, you know, like with other jobs, if you upskill or you go on courses, you maybe have the chance yeah. then for better pay, but not, no. not the case of teachers. It's you, you upskill no. if you want to do it. And it's, it's really for the kids
4: that you're upskilling for so that you can equip them to go out and be better skilled when they leave so they can be like the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They need, they need to be equipped to do the job. So it's our job to teach them, but yes, people don't consider our job as valuable because I don't think they understand that we are teaching the next generation. Yeah. Regardless of what they're going to be doing, we are teaching the next generation. So, you know, like that this thing of just like the holidays—the holidays are the holidays. That's just part of the job. But a lot of my holidays are spent either training or getting ready for September, doing lesson plans, getting a. Getting um, just getting myself ready so that when I go in, I have stuff that I need to teach, and then I've extra stuff for kids who are faster than other kids in the class because you can't just have them sitting there twiddling their thumbs.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's you a lot of there's a lot of things that people health. mightn't realise yet that are part no. and parcel of the job, Fiona. The job, yeah. All right, so you'll be you'll be supporting a strike if it rolls around. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Good to speak Absolutely. to you today. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Thanks, Maria. Bye, bye bye. Um, bye. Fiona uh, works with Youth Reach, and yeah, look again, someone else who's saying is very very passionate about what they do, and as Tanya said, as others said as well, it's it's not about the holidays, and it's not about you know whether or not you think teaching is an easy job. It's just that it's the equality, um, the pay equality across the board, um that the pay scale. Makes sense. Sophie says, I'm a dance performing arts teacher. I get zero holiday pay for summer months, Christmas, even maternity leave. I have to work seven days a week in order to afford the likes of summer months with no work. I also have outside work hours where I have to choreograph dances, etc. I know all teachers work hard, but in my opinion, they don't realise how lucky they are. Well, that's Sophie, the dance and performing arts teacher. Leo says, I've been working my ass off in my job for nearly 10 years in a career with no fixed pay scale and I'm still on less than the starting wage for teachers with no definite chance of a pay rise. Teaching sounds pretty nice to me. Well, go try it then, Leo. You know, what's stopping you? I think it was Ashley who was saying that earlier on or Tanya. Like, we all got a CAO form. You can go and give it a lash if you want. And similarly, I'd say to Sophie, listen, if dance and performing arts isn't working out... You know, um, like there, no one is, is forcing people to do the jobs that they do, you know, and you can change, you can you can try something else if it's not working out. To be fair to most of the teachers that I've spoken to today, they have fa- found ways around it, around it. They've stuck at it. Haven't heard from anyone who packed it in because it was too difficult or they, you know, they couldn't afford to do it. They're they're making it work. Uh, but Leo Defo, listen, if the other career is not working out, why not give them teaching a go if it's so easy? This listener says, when anyone in the public sector stands up for themselves, the public turns on them, which suits the state. People should understand our country is run as a business and it's why the constitution will never be taught in our schools. I work in the private sector. Interesting. Uh, thank you for that. Christine says, hi, I'm a secondary school teacher in County Gildare. I totally agree that we should be paid more. I qualified overseas when I and when I registered with the Teaching Council here in Ireland in 2012, I was shocked at how bad the pay is. Before I got my Teaching Council number, which took over a year, I was on just over €200 a week. Now I'm just making ends meet. I'm on about €480 for a week of full-time work. I'm forced to give grinds privately because I wouldn't be able to survive on that wage. But especially during the summer when I'm off for two months, I'm a superintendent to the Leaving Cert, which pays €500 for a month of work, not full-time though. It's a hard time financially for me and my family, especially because we have two children ourselves and they need to be schooled too. We have to make a change in this country. Teachers are so valuable and this needs to be reflected in our pay too. Thank you for that, Christine. Would you feel the same? Duke says on Facebook, we healthcare professionals have absolute rights to strike to get more pay rise than anyone else. We work harder than anyone else. We work no matter what the weather is. Did they work when the bad weather hit Ireland? No, they didn't. But us in the healthcare professionals did. Myself, I had to walk an hour to get to hospital struggling with the wind and snow. Now listen, No one's saying you don't work hard, Duke, but I don't kind of like this whole, well, I work harder than that person and pointing fingers. Um, Schools were closed. You know, I don't think it was the teachers that decided they wouldn't work during the snow. I absolutely appreciate how hard you and your colleagues worked during the snow. But yeah, I think sometimes, and it definitely has happened a few times today, people kind of point fingers and go, well, that job is harder or that job is easier than mine, etc. Another says, what did you sign up to? This is not about sympathy. You voluntarily accepted the new terms set by your predecessor. This is a large group exploiting their position for a strike action. You voluntarily accepted different terms to your colleagues. So look, lots and lots of different thoughts and opinions on um, the pay issue with teachers today. I've been asking, will you support them if they um, strike in September? 0877111038
0: This is the Spin Talk podcast.
1: Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.